السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا What I will do is let me start and then once I finish uh, then you can ask me any questions that you have inshallah now the topic as we as you know is how to maximize the last 10 days of Ramadan on a college campus. Now what I did was to uh, factor in a bonus which is not just the last 10 days but how do you maximize Ramadan and how do you uh, get the benefit of Islam itself uh, when we are in a college campus. The most important and the first thing that I want to say to you is to realize the value of this time in your life. I mean that you are in your youth. This is the most valuable period of your time. And once it's passed, it can never be regained. This is the period about which we will be questioned. And if we spend it in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and on the sunnah of Rasulullah on the way of his messenger Muhammad we will be shaded under the shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's throne. One of the seven categories of people who will be shaded under the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment, when there will be no shade except the shade of Allah's throne, is the youth who was obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know this from the hadith of Abu Huraira, uh, which is in Bukhari and Muslim, one of the seven who will be shaded under the shade of the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalla Jalaluhu is the youth who grew up in the worship of Allah. Somebody who was, uh, who was, who used to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and would obey Rasulullah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their youth. That is a very important time. My advice therefore to you is do not waste this time in anything that takes you away from Allah. The high value of this time is because it is a time of maximum temptations and aspirations and simultaneously the strength and ability to indulge in them and to pursue them. The one who is connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only maximizes this time but also saves himself or herself from the distraction, the anxiety, the depression, the stress and the mental strain that comes with the urges of youth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us where to look for peace of mind and tranquility. <clears throat> he said in Surah Al-Rahat, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Al-Rajim, Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Al-Lazina Amanu Wa Tatma'innu Qulubuhum Bi-Zikri Allah, Ala Bi-Zikri Allahi Tatma'innu Al-Qulub. He said, Jalla Shanuhu, those who believe, who have faith in Allah, and whose hearts find rest in the remembrance of Allah, Verily, in the remembrance of Allah, do hearts find rest and tranquility. Just think about this. How many people do you know? And as I'm talking to you, I can think of a couple of them or several of them from my, uh, from my time in school and college. How many people do you and I know who entered their youth with great promise? And we said to ourselves that this person is going to reach some very high places, but they got distracted chasing their passions and desires and they paid for that with their careers and worse.
Therefore, the time to focus is now. The purpose of Ramadan al-Kareem, as you know, is to make us muttaqun, people who have the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All the promises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are for the muttaqun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised to help and protect the people of taqwa and to solve their problems and to provide them from sources that they cannot even imagine. Now, you are in a unique position to be among those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised to help. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجَةً وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ هَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ وَمَن يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ بَالِغُ أَمْرِهِ قَدْ جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدْرًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Talaq, and whoever has taqwa of Allah, whoever has the fear of displeasing the one he loves the most, and keeps his duty to him, he, Allah, will make a way for him to get out of every difficulty. <clears throat> and he, Allah, will provide him from sources that he could never imagine. And whoever puts his trust and reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will be sufficient for him, will suffice him. Verily, Allah will accomplish his purpose. Indeed, Allah has set a measure for all things. Now, what is taqwa? Taqwa is the fear of displeasing the one we love the most. The way to do that is to choose every action based on only one criterion, and that is, does it please Allah? The beauty of taqwa is that not only does it get us the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but since everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves is intrinsically beneficial and good, it also gets us the approval and love and popularity of people. People love those who are moral and honest and kind and positive and productive and hospitable and brave. People who do good to others without expecting any reward because their reward is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ramadan al-Karim comes to make us into such people. Ramadan came to make us muttaqoon. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhaladheena amanu, كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Allah said, O oh, you who believe, fasting has been prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you so that you may become al-muttaqoon, you may become people of taqwa. The best way to maximize the benefit of the last 10 days and nights of Ramadan is to make etikaf in a masjid. If there is one on or near your college and you can manage to take the time off, I would recommend that as the best thing to do. And there is, you have Hamshah Mosque, which is in Amherst itself. You have uh, our masjid here, ISWM. And you are, of course, most uh, welcome to go to either place. It's up to you uh, to see how you can uh, arrange your schedule for that. Now, if you can't do that, then listen some more to this. On college, on college campus, given the class schedules and the other inescapable engagements, it is necessary to structure, think of, see the word, to structure what you need to do to maximize the benefit of the last 10 nights of Ramadan. The magic word is structure. And that is short for kill all social media. What is the full form of structure? Kill all social media. And if you don't do that, it will kill you. Make no mistake. To structure, you need a framework. And that is the goals that you set for yourself. 
So set goals for your last 10 nights, which you want to accomplish. Don't compare with others. Set your own goals that make sense to you and which you are reasonably certain about accomplishing. Don't get over ambitious and don't do the opposite. There's a special, there is a special baraka in Ramadan and you will find that you can do much more than you may have thought possible. So ask yourself, how much Quran do you want to read in these days and nights? How much of charity do you want to give? How much of Taraweeh and Qiyam do you want to pray? What habits do you want to start? What habits do you want to stop? What habits are good and so you want to continue those habits consciously and think of the why for each of these. I always find it extremely helpful to write this down and so I recommend that to you. Now having done this, having made your goals, there are six areas that of focus that I recommend for you. So I want you to think about those six areas of focus. Let me talk to you about them. The first one, I call it the three D's. Three D's. Zikr, Durood and Dua. Zikr, Durood, Dua. Zikr is to think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and develop the awareness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with us wherever we may be. Because Allah ta'ala told us this. He said He is with you wherever you may be. Now develop the awareness of that, the feeling that I, I know this, this is in my bones, I can feel this, Allah is with me. Now this has two major benefits. Number one, it is protection from sin because the one who is aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his or her life cannot commit sin. And if something happens, they will immediately repent, they will immediately make istighfar and tawbah and if turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they will not wait for uh, something to uh, wait for time. Now, it also gives you, the second benefit is, it gives you tremendous confidence because if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with me, then who can harm me? If Allah is with me, then how can any of my affairs go wrong? If Allah is with me, nothing negative can happen to me. So it gives me tremendous confidence, saves shield from sin and tremendous confidence in my life. Now, zikr can be done standing, sitting, lying down, wudu, no wudu, uh, by repeating the glorious names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, for which there is great reward. So each subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallah, for each of these, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, Allah will plant a tree for you every time you say subhanallah. Allah will plant a tree in Jannah for you every time you say subhanallah. So do that with that awareness. You are building your Jannah. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa went for Miraj, Ibrahim said to him, Jannah, tell your people, Ya Muhammad tell your people, Jannah is a beautiful, fertile place, fertile land, beautiful water, but it is bare. There is nothing in it. Tell them that they have to plant. They have to plant their trees. What they want in Jannah, they have to plant. How do you do that? By the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remembering Allah and speaking the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So don't uh, let your tongue be silent. Don't spend time in useless talk. Don't spend time in doing anything other than the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It can be done silently, it can be done uh, in a soft voice, but uh, make sure you do that. Then, that's the first one, zikr. Second one, durud. Spend time in sending salat and salam on Rasulullah You can say the durud Ibrahimi, which we say in tashahud, or any other durud. Rasulullah told us that when somebody sends salat and salam on him, durud on him one time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends salam on that person 10 times. So every time I say Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala Ali Muhammad wa barik sallim, I get 10 blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How wonderful is that equation? 
So very important. And finally, especially the, at the time of suhoor and iftar, make dua. So three things, dhikr, durood, and dua. Make a lot of dua. These are special times for the acceptance of dua. So ask Allah with humbleness and sincerity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ud'uni astajib lakum. You ask me, I will give you. So make sure that we ask. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your own way. Do the, do, do the masnoon, the du'as of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa You can memorize them. You can read them from, uh, from a book. The History of Muslim is a nice book to have, which has all the du'as. You can read them from there. The du'as of the Quran. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi akhirati hasana wa khidam khinaad abadnaar and so on. And make your own du'a. Talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah knows you. Allah created you. There's no one who knows you better than Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows you better than your mother and your father and your brothers and sisters, everybody. Allah knows you and Allah knows what's inside your heart. So ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ask in your own language. There is no language for, for, for dua. Ask in your own language. You don't need to know Arabic. Ask in your own dua. Ask in your own language and ask Allah for whatever you like. Right? Build a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is, your, is, is, is the closest to you. And Allah, the relations with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to last even after we die. So build that relationship. And dua is a very beautiful way to do that. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna dua huwa libadah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Dua itself is ibadah. So we are going to, when you make dua, remember that you are, you are going to be rewarded for making dua. And then Allah will give you what you ask Him. So very, very important. And ask with humility and humbleness and sincerity and knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do whatever He wants. There is no limit to what you can ask. Ask, our job is to beg. We are ibad. We are the slaves of Allah. Let us beg. Our job is to beg. His job is to give. Keep on asking. Don't think about, oh, if I ask this, how will it come? That's not your job. Allah did not tell you, ask me and show me how to do it. No. He knows what to do. He knows how to do that. He is the creator of everything that exists, all that we know and all that we don't know. So ask him with humbleness and sincerity and love. And there's no one who loves you more than Allah. And you should have no one that you love more than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So our job is to beg and persuade him. Ask for yourself and Wallahi ask for the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Make a lot of istighfar, make as part of the zikr, make a lot of istighfar, lot of repentance. All goodness begins by owning up our own sins and seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness and then making the intention to change our path in our life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that he forgives every single thing. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ ذُنُوبَ جَمِعَ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُرُ الرَّحِيمُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, O my slaves who have transgressed against themselves, do not lose hope and faith and do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all sins and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most forgiving and the most merciful. Abdullah ibn Abbas he said, Rasulullah said, if anyone constantly seeks pardon from Allah, if anyone constantly makes istighfar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will appoint for him a way out of every distress. Allah will solve all his problems just by making istighfar and a relief from every anxiety and will provide sustenance for him from where he expects it not. Right? And remember, the, the, wherever we say in the, in the hadith, when it says him, it means her. It's gender neutral. So every anxiety, relief from this uh, uh, way out of every distress, relief from every anxiety and a way out uh, and sustenance from sources that they cannot imagine. So this is the first part of it, 3D.
دعاء درود ذكر درود اند دعاء سيكند وان از تو ريفلكت اند انتروسبكت ذس از ا جود تايم ماكسيمايز ات ريفلكت اون يور لايف ثينك اوف يور جولز ان ان لايف ان ذا كونتكست اوف وات بليزز الله سبحانه وتعالى اند ريالاين ذيم اكوردنجلي يور يور كوبريت يور 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 اكاديميك جولز ليتر اون يور جولز ان لايف وات ايفر align them to what pleases allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what do you need to start and think about that in terms of if you want that goal and if you want to please allah what must you start doing what must you stop doing and what must you continue to do consciously then ask yourself how are your relationships and what must change to make them positive and productive which friends should you retain and who do you need to part company with how must you change the way you use your time what do you need to learn and what do you need what do you know already which you need to start practicing make notes about all of these things which you can then implement going forward but use this time to uh, reflect and think about our lives and say where am i going where is this life taking me now very important in this time in, in the reflection also is to forgive people forgive people and seek their forgiveness and for god's sake don't send those mindless messages to your entire address book if i did or i did not do something if i did it knowingly or unknowingly if i is it please don't do that be real and be sincere you know what you did and to whom you did it and what you should have done instead and so go to that person ask them to forgive you seek their apology if somebody asks you ask you to forgive them forgive them if they don't ask you to forgive them still forgive them if you need to return what you took from them if you took away somebody's right give it back to them don't bear grudges because that is garbage and worse than garbage a grudge is like holding a live coal a burning ember in your hand it only burns you nothing else so cleanse your heart of all hatred all resentment all dislike and remember that the one you dislike allah subhanahu wa taala feeds and takes care of him or her every day so settle matters between yourself and the other person and don't carry them over to when we will all meet allah that can prove to be very expensive remember that the only thing that prevents us from seeking forgiveness or from forgiving others is our ego nothing else and the one who is subject to his or her ego is a slave to the worst thing in the world so let us free ourselves forgive people and see how light it makes you feel completely burdenless abu hurairah radhiyallahu anhu said rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said it is not lawful it is not legal it is not halal it is not permissible for a muslim to forsake leave and be enemy with his muslim brother or sister beyond 3 days and whoever does that for more than 3 days and dies in that state will certainly enter jahannam and this is in abu daud save ourselves from that let's save let's save ourselves from that forgive everybody and if you have done something to somebody go seek forgiveness third one salah Salah is the key to Jannah. It is the first thing to be accounted for. It is a covenant between us and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. The one who abandons Salah has abandoned Islam. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "Al-Hadu Ladi Bayna Wa Bayna Huma Salah, Faman Kafa Faman Aradha Fakat Kafara." Abu Kamaqala Alayhi Salatu Wasallam. Abdullah bin Burida radhiyallahu anhu narrated that his father said, "Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said the covenant." that distinguishes the covenant between us and those who are not muslim is salah so whoever leaves it whoever leaves salah has committed kufr has left islam and this is in ibn majah now use this time to become regular with your salah and pray it on time and preferably in jamaa 
if you get 20, you if you if you pray in the in the congregation you get 27 times the reward for the prayer for the same prayer when you pray it in jama if you can't get to a masjid then pray in jama with a couple of your friends that way you will also have friends who remind you about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam focus on improving the quality of your salah improve concentration try to understand what you or the imam recite and try to become aware that you are standing in the presence of allah when you stand on the musalla before you start praying just think where am i i am standing in the presence of allah rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said a slave is closest to allah subhanahu wa taala when he is in sujood and he said when you make sajda on this earth remember that you are making sajda before the throat of ar rahman so therefore have this in your heart in your mind and say i am making sujood before allah before you begin the salah get this feeling oh, subhanallah i am here I'm not anywhere. I'm before the throne of Allah, and then start your salah. Have this sense with you. Now take this opportunity also to start praying tahajjud regularly, lifelong. Qiyamul Layl is not restricted to Ramadan. It is lifelong. It is all through the year. Ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala when He wants you to ask. That is the time to beg Allah. That is the time to make du'a. Don't waste that opportunity in sleep. To do this, you will need to sleep at a reasonable time. This will help you to improve your schedule. and make it more productive abu hurairah radiyallahu anhu in hadith in bukhari and muslim he reported that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said our rabb almighty allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu descends to the lowest heaven in the last third of every night not only in ramadan last 10 last third of every night allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the lowest heaven and calls and says who is calling upon me that i may answer him who is asking from me that i may give him who is seeking my forgiveness that i may forgive him don't waste that time allah is asking you should be there and say labbaik allahumma labbaik ya allah i am here ya allah i am the one asking you ya allah i am the one who wants you to forgive me ya allah this is what i need so ya allah please give me don't waste that time use it make it a lifelong habit that you never ever miss tahajjud in your entire life and if you do that i ask allah subhanahu wa taala that when your time to come to meet him comes that he takes you in a state of sujood in tahajjud inshallah then uh, number what was that four quran ramadan is the month of the quran so try to read as much as you can make the intention to understand what you read to learn to read it well and to learn tajweed to memorize more than you know and inshallah with the help of allah subhanahu wa taala to memorize the entire, entire quran make this near but in these days focus on reading the arabic quran you can read the translation after ramadan you can also listen to the quran on your devices but use headphones so you don't disturb other people abdullah bin masud radhiyallahu reported see this beautiful hadith rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said whoever recites or reads a one letter from the book of allah he will receive one good deed it will be counted as one good deed for which he will receive 10 times or 10 good deeds as the reward right so he he, he recites one word or reads one word uh, and he will get 10 good deeds per word and then nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam continued he said i do not say that alif lam mim is one letter but rather alif is one letter lam is one letter mim is one letter so if you, if you read alif lam mim you got 30 good deeds subhanallah and this is a this is in tirmidhi now listening attentively to the quran is equal to reading so whether you listen to the quran attentively in salah or on your device we ask allah subhanahu wa taala for the reward of reading it 
But remember, listening attentively, not having the Quran playing like some kind of background music to what you are doing. No, listen carefully, listen att attentively. You can put it in your car when you are driving. You can you can uh, listen to it when you are doing something else. But pay attention to the Quran, not not doing something else, and the Quran is just running in the background. Then make the niyyah to learn the rules of Tajweed and learn to recite the Quran well after Ramadan. There are many online courses for this, uh, also as well as many Qurra, uh, many reciters who teach online courses. So make the niyyah to understand the Quran and to uh, practice it in our lives because this is the purpose of the Nuzul, the purpose of the uh, revelation is for us to live by. The Quran was revealed on Laylatul Qadr which is the crowning glory of Ramadan and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's supreme blessing. Rasulullah told us to search for Laylatul Qadr in the odd nights of the last 10 nights of Ramadan. So don't get into discussions about which is the odd night and which is not the odd night. Pray as much as you can on all the nights of the last 10 days of Ramadan. Try to stay awake the whole night in Salah and reading Quran and Zikr, not doing something else. That is the purpose of staying awake. The purpose is not staying awake. The purpose is to stay awake and pray. So don't waste any time in chatting or socializing. And as I told you, social media, kill it. Every minute is precious. And so use that time wisely. Narrated Abu Harar of the Anu, Rasulullah said, and this is in Bukhari, whoever fasted the month of Ramadan out of sincere faith and hoping for reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then all his or her past sins will be forgiven. And whoever stood for prayers in the night of Qadr out of sincere faith and hoping for reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then all his previous sins will be forgiven. Narrated Aisha Siddiqa anha, our mother, that Rasulullah said, search for the night of Qadr in the odd nights of the last 10 days of Ramadan. And this is in Bukhari. Anas bin Malik anhu, he reported that Rasulullah said, when the month of Ramadan began, he said, he, Nabi Sallallahu said this when the month began. He said, Verily, this month has presented itself to you. There is a night within it that is better than a thousand months. Whoever is deprived of it has been deprived of all good. We ask Allah not to deprive us of this night, inshallah, and to grant us this night. And this is in Ibn Majah. Then narrated Aisha Siddiqa Radhiallahu once again in Tirmidhi. She said, I asked Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu if I get Laylatul Qadr, if I know which night is the night of Qadr, what should I say? What dua should I make? And he taught her this dua. Allahumma inna ka'fuwun tuhibbul affu fa'fu anni. Say, O oh Allah, you are forgiving. You, you love to forgive. So forgive me. It's very important to uh, remember these duas and to ask. And as I told you, learn it in Arabic. It's one little line. But ask this dua anyway. Then we come to the uh, fifth one, which is sadaqa, uh, which is zakat and charity. Now in Islam, charity is a pillar of our religion. Zakat is a rukun. It's a pillar like salah. Zakat is the compulsory charity that is payable on savings, not income. It is what you must pay if you have an amount equal to or more than what is called the nisab. The nisab of zakat is the minimum amount of wealth one must have before they are liable to pay zakat. Rasulullah said that at 85 grams of gold in North America, as on April 14, 2022, this year, <clears throat> the nisab is estimated to be $3,913. The zakat payable on that is $97.80, that is say $98. Zakat is payable on the entire amount you have as savings, including the nisab. 
the nisab amount is only to determine if you are liable to pay zakat or not. But if you are liable to pay zakat, then the zakat is due on the whole amount. So, for example, say if you have savings equal to $5,000, which is gold, silver, currency and shares, if you have any share uh, portfolios. So, gold, silver, currency, shares. Then zakat is payable on, uh, on $5,000. The payable zakat is $125. It is best to set one day, say for example, 25th of Ramadan or any day, one day, in Ramadan, we pay because the reward is multiple. So say 25th Ramadan and pay 2.5%. The, the, the zakat is how much? 2.5% of the total value of gold, silver, currency and shares as zakat. Now, zakat must be given to individuals who do not have the amount of nisab. So if you have the nisab, you pay zakat. If you do not have the nisab, then you are eligible to receive zakat. Uh, and the key is, that that individual must be made the absolute owner of the amount. So, for example, you can't give zakat to somebody and say, use this to pay your school fees or use this to build a house or use this to do something. No, if you give them the money, they are free to do what they want with it. They have to be, they must be made absolute owners of that money. Zakat cannot be given for, for example, to an institution. It cannot be given for masjid maintenance. It cannot be given to pay salaries of imams. It cannot be given to to uh, build uh, a masjid or to extend a masjid or a madrasa or any other organization. It can, be give, it can be given to an organization for distribution to individuals because organizations collect zakat and then they disperse. But remember, it is your responsibility to ascertain, to ensure that the organization which collects zakat maintains a separate account for zakat funds and doesn't mix them up with other forms of charity. If you don't ensure this and if they use your zakat money, for maintenance or other other activities, then your obligation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remains and your zakat remains unpaid, even though you gave it to the organization. So remember that zakat is payable only to Muslims. All other uh, people who are not Muslim, you are welcome to give them and we recommend that you give them charity from non-zakat funds. Now there's a special benefit in giving charity in Ramadan, zakat and non-zakat, because the reward gets multiplied 70 times. In the whole month and especially in the last 10 nights, try to give some charity every night. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, may Allah accept your donations. Abu Huraira reported uh, that Rasulullah said, none gives charity from what is good, for Allah only accepts what is good. Charity is, there's no charity from haram. So therefore it's important to ensure that we do not have any haram income. So Nabi Salaam said, None gives charity from what is good except that Ar-Rahman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, takes it with his right hand. Even if it's a date, it is nurtured in the hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Jalla Jalalu, in a way that suits his majesty and grace until it becomes greater than a mountain. One date seed becomes greater than a mountain, just as one of you nurtures his young horse or camel. And this is in, uh, in Muslim. Aswa bint Abi Bakr, radiallahu anha, the, uh, the elder sister of Sayyidah Aisha Siddiqa anha, she said, Rasulullah said to me, do not withhold your money for if you do that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will withhold his blessings from you. So it is very important not to be stingy. And then the last uh, hadith I want to share with you on this issue of zakat and charity is uh, Martha ibn Abdullah anhu. He reported that Rasulullah said, the shade of the believer, the thing which will be a shade, a canopy on the believer protecting him from all difficulties, 
on the day of resurrection, on the day of judgment, is his charity. And this is in Musnad Imam Ahmad. And then finally, the sixth point is to live Islam. Is to live Islam. The most important thing is to live Islam. Be my brothers and sisters, Islam, like Judo or Aikido, is a practice. It is not a philosophy. It's not a theory. It's not an idea. It is what we do, not what we know, which makes us Muslim. Just as if you memorize all the books on Judo, but you don't know how, if you don't learn how to fight on a, in a street fight, you will be dead. Even though you are the world's greatest knowledgeable uh, or, or, or scholar on Judo, but you never hit a dojo, you never went to the, you, ne you never fell on a tatami, and you did not know, you don't know what to do in a fight, you will still lose. The same theory applies. You can know all about Salah, that does not make you a Musalli. Only praying makes you a Musalli, makes you somebody who prays. Knowing about fasting does not make you a Saim. Only fasting makes you a Saim. It is for the, it is the one who is fasting that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, the fast is for me and I will reward it. Asawuli wa ana That fast is for me and I will reward it. He did not say the, fa the, the one who knows the fast. He said, no, the fasting. He has to fast. Only actions get results. The Sahaba, the companions of Nabi Sallallahu understood this. And as soon as they learned something, they acted upon it immediately. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala revealed the ayah: "Lan tanalul birra hatta tunfiqu mimma tuhibun." You will not reach a level of piety, the highest level of piety, a highest level of closeness to Allah until you spend in the path of Allah, until you give in the path of Allah in charity, that which you love the most, not that which you can spare, that you have no use for, that is surplus. No, that which you love the most, mimma tuhibun. As soon as this ayat was revealed. Abu Talha al-Ansari, he came to Rabbi Sallallahu with documents for his very valuable date orchard. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, I want to give this in charity. Rasulullah Sallallahu said, why? He said, because Allah has said that I will not reach a level of piety until I give that which I love the most out of all my properties. This is the most valuable. This is the one I love the most. I want to give this in charity in the path of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Rasulullah took the papers and said, distribute it among your own relatives. Now the hikmat of this is a different uh, topic. We'll talk about that, the wisdom of this advice. But the point being that the Sahaba didn't, they, they didn't just memorize the ayah. They didn't just recite the ayah. They didn't say, well, the tajweed of this ayah, where is the mud, where is the, where is the, the sukoon, where is the, uh, the fatha and the, and the kasra and the dhamma. They practiced it. This is what Allah is telling me. I must act on it. This was the way the Sahaba thought and that's what I recommend to myself and to you. Knowledge that is not acted upon will become a hujjah, will become a proof against us on the day of judgment. May Allah protect us from that because we will not be able to say that we didn't know. People listen with their eyes. They don't care what you say until they see what you do. Islam was spread by the winning of hearts, not by force. You cannot even make somebody change who they vote for or which leak the support by force. So how can you make somebody change who they worship by force? Imam Zuhri the great Muhaddis, and the teacher of, of Imam Malik bin Anas, he said that Islam spread the fastest after Fatah Makkah, after Makkah was opened, because for the first time, people were able to see the lives of Muslims up close. Remember, he is not saying, uh, he's talking about the lives of ordinary Muslims. He said people were able to see the lives of ordinary Muslims 
up close and that is how Islam spread the fastest. Remember, he was talking about the life of ordinary people, people like you and me. Ask ourselves, let me ask myself, how many people are, are, are entering Islam because of me? Yeah, none, nobody to my knowledge. So think about this. Let us think about this. May Allah bless all of you. People came to Islam because they were impressed with the manners, with the dealings, with the behavior, with the interactions with their Muslim neighbors, with their Muslim colleagues, with their Muslim friends. Not because they were convinced by some complex point of fiqh of Islamic uh, law in a lecture or a debate. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards deeds. So let us make sure that we uh, score those up, have maximum number of good deeds. College life, I'm coming to a close. College life is a unique dawah opportunity. It's a unique opportunity to showcase Islam. Show people the beauty of Islam in practice. Don't talk about Islam. People are sick of listening to people talking about Islam. They want to see Islam. They are saying show it or shut up, put up or shut up. Show Islam. Let them taste and feel what it means to be a Muslim. Not in some Ramadan related event. You know, we are a very event based people. We want this event, that event, call this speaker, that speaker. It is your daily thing that you do. How you treat people, that is what convinces people. So not in some Ramadan based event, but every day of, of their lives, when they are in, while they are in contact with you, let your friends in your classrooms, in the gym, in the dining hall, in the, in, while you're driving, in sports, let them see and feel the difference of dealing with a Muslim. Differentiate based on your choices, on your attitude, the smile on your face. Let's think about this. You know, I mean, the smile is a sadaqah, right? We are the only mammals who show teeth when they are happy. I mean, for God's sake, think about that. Smile. Smile on your face, your hospitality, and above all, your kindness. The one we worship, who is that? Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. The most beneficent, the most merciful. His messenger who we follow, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, peace be upon him. Who is he? Rahmatul Lil'Alameen. Rahmatul Lil'Alameen. Mercy to, the whole, to all the worlds, not only mankind. So who and how must we be? How must be the one who worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and follows Rasulullah Stand out as the kindest, most caring, most compassionate people with the highest integrity. Be the go-to people for anyone who needs help. Then see how the world opens for you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to please Him and to be pleased with us and never to be displeased. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have mercy on all of us and to bless all of you and to be pleased with you and never to be displeased. Wassalamu ala nabiyil kareem wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ya rahman rahimin. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.